hey church, I'm so proud of you in the many ways that God's love is moving through you to our ones. I am thankful that you are praying for one and you are helping us reach the most people in the shortest time. We have so much to celebrate and be thankful for, so I want to take a few minutes to highlight some of the amazing things God did in 2023. First of all, thank you for your generosity. God's love moves through people, and your faithful giving is a tangible expression of your love for Jesus. Your faithful giving reflects what is most important to you, and God used you in wonderful ways in 2023. Way to go, church. Last month, we were able to purchase a building in Pembroke, New Hampshire to serve as our brand new home for our Concord Outpost. It was the right time, the right building, the right cost, and we were the right church to purchase this building. Your faithful prayers and generous giving made this possible. Well done, church. We are excited to see how God will use this new space to share his love in the Concord area. As we pray for one, one church continues to expand and grow. On average, almost 4,100 people worshiped with One Church each week in 2023. The reach of our online services continues to grow. We have people worshiping online with us in 35 states and 116 countries. Our YouTube channel increased 780% last year with over 9,200 subscribers who have viewed more than 35,000 hours of content. Way to go, church. At our outposts, we are experiencing steady growth in attendance, participation, and life-changing decisions. God is revealed through the worship of his people, and your worshipful participation is making an eternal difference in the lives of our ones. In 2023, we saw over 1,000 people connecting in groups. 288 people completed Rooted. 393 people attended Get Connected to take their next step of faith and get connected to one church. 265 people volunteered each week at our outposts. 1,311 different kids checked into our children's ministry this year. And every week we're averaging 50 students connecting with our one student's ministry. And get this, 317 people were baptized at one church so far in 2023. Way to go, church. Over the past 12 months, we hired eight residents for our residency program who gained hands-on ministry experience at our outposts. We are helping to grow a new generation of ministry leader for One Church, New England, and beyond. We can't wait to see how God will use each of them in his kingdom work. One Church gives a tithe, or 10%, of all of our offering donations to fund our local, regional, and global outreach efforts. Through your generosity, you've helped give hundreds of school supplies this past fall to our New Hampshire and Vermont schools and community partners. Hundreds of meals and warm clothing items to our community partners and neighbors through our Feed One and Clothe One drives. Hundreds of Christmas gifts to families in need through our Bless One drive. We invested over $115,000 in local outreach events so we could share God's love in the communities where our outposts are located. We gave over $250,000 in support to our 19 local, regional, and global outreach partners and an additional $44,000 in extra year-end gifts. Altogether, we gave $414,000 to support outreach locally, regionally, and globally. Again, way to go, church. God has incredible plans for One Church in 2024. We ask everyone to pray a big, bold prayer of faith. God, please give me one person to share your love with. Will you pray that with me right now? God, please give me one person to share your love with. Pray for one church, that we will be a light in our communities so we can help the most people connect to God, to people, and the mission of Jesus. 
As we move towards the end of 2023, would you prayerfully consider giving a year-end gift? Just ask God, God, show me what to give and give me the courage to give it. You can go online right now to church.one slash give and give a gift today. We believe that God is calling us to start more worship services and more places to reach the most people in the shortest time. Your generosity helps us make a way for many more ones to know the love of Jesus. Church, get ready because God is up to something big and we're anticipating even greater things to come. I love you and can't wait to see God move through you in 2024. Let's go church. celebrate everything that God's doing in the life of one church. It's amazing because all of our outposts are connected, intertwined. We're all part of the same mission. Between all of our outposts, our online services as well, our mission is to have the most people in the kingdom of heaven in the shortest time. We go about doing that by praying for one person to share God's love with each day. And Franklin, you have been a part of that mission. I, will, I look back a little bit and I, I try to get some stats specific to Franklin. So I'd like to celebrate these with you today. Over 70 people joined us for worship for the first time. On average, our weekly attendance doubled from this time last year. 10 people were baptized. Our one kids ministry tripled. Through different community events, we gave away the following. 350 Chick-fil-A sandwiches. Over 200 tie-dye One Church t-shirts, three vats of chili. We gave away 80 bags of Thanksgiving food to the community, 75 bags filled with school supplies for teachers, over 1,000 Easter eggs, and inside enough candy to keep a dentist gainfully employed. We had over $5,000 go to our local community partners to impact lives here in Franklin in tangible ways. One church family here in Franklin, God is on the move. God is not done here in Franklin. God is not done in your world. God is not done in your homes, in your workplaces, in your neighborhoods, in this community. And that's what we are celebrating. We're celebrating that, that he is still moving. He is still up to something where he wants people to know him and to experience his love. And that's what we're celebrating throughout the season of Christmas is we're celebrating the gift of God's peace, of God's joy, of God's love. And then we get to share that with people. Christmas is a time to highlight for people in our lives and maybe for ourselves as well, Christmas, we are highlighting the truth of what we are created to be. See, we were created by God. We were created by love to receive love and then to give love out freely. God created us to be in community with him, to worship him every day, to worship him with every fiber that we are. That's what we were created to do. But there was a problem is that there was some stuff getting in the way of that. There was our sin. Sin being defined of anything that we do that goes against the will of God or stuff that we ignore that God wants us to do. And the Bible says that the wages for that sin, the payment for that sin is death, meaning eternal separation from God, our creator. But since we were created by this love, that wasn't gonna fly with him. So God sent his son Jesus down to walk with us to show what it means to live a life that is defined by godliness, to live a life that is in pursuit of the characteristics of God. Jesus came down 
showed us what that all meant, but then knew that he had to be the sacrifice. He had to be the eternal payment for those sins. So now when we talk about Christmas, when we talk about what Christmas can mean for us, it's no longer anything that needs to be defined by any sort of pain or or any sort of uh, different things that have happened in our past, but Christmas can fully mean love. That's what Christmas can mean for you and for me. That's what the angels were declaring to the shepherds on that night of Jesus's birth. They came down and they declared this good news of the love that was for all people. It's found in Luke chapter two, verse 11. It's been our memory verse for this series, what Christmas means to me. I'd love to read it along with you today, Franklin. So here we go, it's up on the screen behind me. Declare it as we approach Christmas, just being a week away. Here we go. Today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. The Savior came as the ultimate sacrifice for our sins. He was love personified. Christmas can mean love, and I'm throwing around the L word quite liberally here this morning. So let's take a moment and let's define, what are we talking about when we, when we say this word love? Because maybe it's something that we don't recognize anymore. Maybe it's gone off the rails a little bit from something in your life, your past, or something that's currently happening and you don't know anymore. Like, is that love? It doesn't feel like it. So how does God define love for us? Here it is. It's love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. Keep that definition in your mind as we're talking about what this heavenly love looks like. And if you've recognized that passage, it's from 1 Corinthians chapter 13, and it lays out what it actually means to love someone and then to be loved ourselves. And that love is what defines our heavenly father. That is what we are celebrating, that love from our heavenly father. And that is the love that we were created by. We are created by love. And since you have been created by love, I can promise you that you are an on purpose. Since you have been created by love, you are an on purpose because love rejoices in truth, protects, it trusts, it hopes, it perseveres. So of course, anything that has been created by that love is an on purpose. So if you're believing any other voices, either from yourself or from others that say, you don't belong here, that surely this was, this was accidental, that you're not needed, that, that you were not on purpose and you just kind of are here and now you're living with that, trying to muddy your way through those murky waters. I can promise you that that's not the case. No, you were created on purpose. You were created by love. The passage we're looking at today is found in 1 John chapter four. And this book of the Bible was written in response to new believers that have lost their way. 
people that once declared the good news of Jesus Christ, but now they are looking to themselves more and more. They are looking to try to earn faith their own way, going their own path. And the writer is reminding them, listen, you knew this love of the heavenly father. You knew you were created by him. So let's go back to that. Let's focus on what love means. So 1 John chapter 4, verse 7, it says, Dear friends, some translations will say beloved, those that are loved. Dear friends, let us love one another. For love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Let's go straight to the source and point right at him. When we're talking about the source of love, let's go straight to the source, our creator, the straight to the source of this love and point right at him and say, there he is. That's the love that, that I wanna point other people to. This is the love that is for you. This is the love that you have been created by. When we do that, what we're doing is we're saying, listen, I know God. I know God, I've been transformed by God. We don't need to stick our hands in the mess and try to change this love that we were created by. It's already a perfect love. It's already filled with patience. It's already filled with kindness. So all we have to do is just say, listen, I know the way. Go right, there he is. We're pointing straight at him. When we become messengers of this love, we are in charge of who receives this love of God. We are in charge of it. It's not up to us who deserves it, who in quotes deserves this love. We don't need to put up walls between people and the love of God. We also don't need to put up walls for ourselves thinking that we don't deserve this love that we've been created by. We're just pointing to the source and we're saying there he is. When we aren't in charge of who receives the love of God, we also don't get to define what love looks like on our terms. We don't have a checklist for people to say you gotta do these things and then you'll be loved by God. We don't live in this idea that love is patient but only when I feel like it or love never fails unless I'm tired. We think that it, love can't be for a particular person maybe because they did some bad stuff. Maybe a particular person hurt you way back when. Maybe you've done something way back when that you think I no longer deserve the love of God. There's no way that I can deserve the love of God. But here's what God did. Here's what love did for that. You see, he sent his son as the atoning sacrifice for your sin. So whether or not we've done stuff in the past, we don't need to be defined by that. Whether or not someone did something to us in the past, we don't need to hold that against that because God sent his son as the atoning sacrifice, the full sacrifice we have been paid for in full. That's what we can declare this Christmas, that this love that we've been created by came to make amends with all of us. We were created by love 
We were created by love to be loved. You were created to be loved. You were created to be loved by the creator, by the the one who is love entirety, this heavenly father that we have. The problem is we start to not feel love because we put our love in the wrong places. We start to love things that go against what we were created to do. We were created to completely worship our creator. We were created to worship this heavenly father that is love, the entirety of love. That's what we were created to do. So when our love starts to go somewhere else, it might be hard to feel love because that's always gonna let us down. So instead, don't believe the voices that say that you are not loved and that you are not cherished whether they come from you or or not, but we can accept fully that we are loved by the one who created us, who is also love. Continues on in verse 11. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. This is how we know that we live in him and he in us. He has given us his spirit. And we have seen and testify that the father has sent his son to be the savior of the world. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the son of God, God lives in them and they in God. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. Since God so loved us, since God so loved us, let that be the the starting point. Let that be the starting point, except that first, except that since God so loved us. A lot of times we'll put our own prerequisites, our own checklist before we will accept that we have been loved by God. We think, yeah, I I know that I'm loved by God, Luke. I I know that I'm loved by God, but first I gotta get this area of my life under control and then I'll know that I'm loved by God. Luke, first I know that I gotta read my Bible more. First I know that I gotta pray more. And I'm I'm not saying don't do that. That's That's an important thing to do that we get to know more about God, but don't think that because you do that, then you are loved by God. No, first accept that you are fully treasured by our heavenly father, that you are fully known and fully loved and fully accepted by our heavenly father because he made you as an on purpose. Let's first accept that we are loved by God and that will transform everything else. Because that's what the spirit of God is doing inside of us. Jesus said that he was leaving an advocate in his place and that's the Holy Spirit. And if we are members of the family of God, if, if we are children of God, then we have that spirit residing in us. That is the advocate, the advocate for the father that is in us. So it's transforming us. The Holy Spirit, he's transforming us from the inside out. And we are accepting that more and more. If we wanna change our world, meaning our homes, our workplaces, the city of Franklin, let's rely on that spirit of love that is in you. Rely on that spirit of love 
to guide our will, our emotions, and our actions. Because what's going to happen when we rely more and more on that spirit rather than something else? Rather than ourselves or other people or other expectations, when we rely on the spirit of God in us, what's going to happen? What's going to follow? There's going to be a peace that follows. We are at peace with what we were created to do. And that was to be in community with God and to worship God. There's going to be a peace because we know that we are loved by our creator. Now, there might be some people that say, no, I don't care about being loved. I don't No, That's malarkey. I don't buy that for a minute. We'd be like, I don't care if I'm loved or not. I don't care if people like me. I don't, I don't care if I'm accepted. I, I think what happened at some point, if that's your mindset, is that you were hurt by something. You were hurt by something or someone. So now you've just cast love aside altogether. But the reason that we were originally hurt is because we put our hope and our love in something that we shouldn't have. We put our hope and love something of outside of our heavenly father and outside of our creator and it led to disappointment because disappointment occurs when there is misplaced hope. So now the acceptance of the spirit of love that is within us, man, there's a lot of peace there. There's a lot of joy there. And then when we know this joy and we know that hope and when we know that love, it's gonna spill out over us. It's gonna spill out from us to, to everyone in our lives. We're gonna to wanna to tell people about this because like what we just celebrated at the start of the message, God's not done. And God is using you to declare his love to everyone in your world. Everyone that you interact with on a daily basis, God's like, listen, I'm sending you to point at the source and say, there he is. So we are created by love to be loved and then to share love. Love is God's plan to save the world. Love is God's plan to save your world. Is anyone going through something right now? Going through some, maybe some pain, some distractions, some turmoil in lives, and you're wondering, God, man, where are you in this? God's there. God's sending you. God's plan, is God's plan is love to save the world and he is using the family of God. He's using the church, meaning the people, to go out and play a huge part in this. There is no plan B. We are plan A, to go out and share God's love in these amazing ways. Jesus told his disciples to go and make disciples of all nations. And we get kind of bogged down on that word disciple. Some of us might wonder if, if we are disciples of Jesus Christ. We think that there might be something that a, a class we need to go through in order to be a disciple. Or you have to be a Christian for a certain amount of time and then you get your disciple badge. That's not the case. We've muddied the waters a little bit. So I want to try to clear things up a little bit as best as I can. Whether or not you are a disciple of Jesus Christ, whether or not you are equipped to go and share love to the world around you. Do you believe that Jesus is the Christ, savior of the world, that Jesus is the son of the living God, that he is the expression of God's love for us? Is your life shaped 
by the love of God. So do you believe that Jesus is the Christ, son of the living God, and is your life shaped by the love of our heavenly father? If you would declare that as a resounding yes today, congratulations, you're a disciple of Jesus Christ. Boom, disciple. Let's not get bogged down in it. There's work to be done. There's love to be shared. So since you are a disciple of Jesus, do the work of Jesus. Love others the way that he loves us. In verse 17, it says this, this is how love is made complete among us so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. In this world, we are like Jesus. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. We love because he first loved us. Whoever claims to love God yet hates a brother or sister is a liar. Whoever does not love their brother and sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. And he has given us this command. Anyone who loves God must also love their brother and sister. Christmas means love because, and because of that, there's some love expectations for Christmas. We want love in our homes. We want love in our neighborhoods, but often we fall short and we're left wondering why. We might be left wondering why because we've been fighting off letting this love that comes from our father define us for the other 11 months out of the year. And then it comes December and it's time to turn on this, I don't know, the, the, this love portion of our brain and we're out of practice. We're out of practice because we've walked away from it. We don't want to accept it for ourselves. We don't want to give it to other people. So we're stuck kind of in the rubble trying to put the pieces back together and we're hoping for a Christmas miracle. So how about a Christmas miracle? It starts with praying for one person to share God's love with. At one church, we pray for one. Anyone that's connected to the church, any, any, anyone that's participating online or at our outpost, we ask you every day to pray, God, please give me one person to share your love with. Would you pray that with me this morning? God, please give me one person to share your love with. I know we said it earlier, but you can pray it multiple times in the day. That's okay. What's gonna happen is, is we are looking to share the love of God. This passage here says that we get to be like Jesus when we share the love of the Father. So let's go ahead, let's be like Jesus. Let's be his disciples and go out and share this love. Let's point everyone that we encounter to the source and say, there he is. We don't need to put up barriers for people. We don't need to put up barriers for ourselves. We get to freely share this love of the Father because we have received God's love. We can have this Christmas miracle when we ourselves receive God's love. Accepting, maybe for the first time, that you are loved by God. Maybe there's someone in your life that needs to hear that this Christmas season as well. But it can start with all of us. Accepting that we are loved, that we are beloved by God. So I wanna go out on a limb here and ask you to 
Repeat this back to me. And say for yourself, say, I am loved. I am loved. Whether or not we believe that is sometimes a daily battle, but something that we know to be true. When we receive that love from our Father, we then get to share it because you can't give what you don't have. Love is what's gonna change the world around us. The primary issue that we're all going through is a, a misplaced love, a misplaced acceptance of, of what it means to be loved. In order to fix that, we can declare for ourselves that we are loved by our creator. And the Christmas miracle will come about when we share God's love with someone, with anyone, and with everyone. Share God's love with someone, with anyone, with everyone. Let's start with someone. You prayed that prayer, did somebody's name pop into your head? Are you gonna maybe see that person this Christmas season? And maybe that person's name popped into your head and you're like, oh man, I hope it wasn't that one, but sure enough, it was that one, okay. Here we go, God. What's fantastic about the times that we live in is even if you don't see them this Christmas season, we can reach out. The holidays are a perfect time that if you haven't talked to somebody in years, it's okay. It's the holidays. You can shoot them a text. You can send them an email. I don't know. You can give them a phone call. No one does that, but we can call somebody as well. What is, what's it going to take for us to love that someone that we maybe just have a hard time getting along with, it's gonna take a lot of dying to self, meaning it's gonna take a lot of pride swallowing, where we're gonna want to say something in return. We're gonna want to, to have that remark right back at them because they say the same thing every year and they always get underneath your skin. You just let that go this year and next year and forever. Instead, focus on sharing God's love, pointing him to the source and say, there he is. We share God's love with anyone. It means we're living with our eyes open, realizing that anyone could be that one. Anyone could be needing to hear the love that comes from our heavenly father and understand that they were created by this love. How about that person at the, the tree farm lot or the Christmas tree farm, wherever you go. Maybe you haven't gotten yours yet and things are getting pretty hectic and people are anxious to get their trees. So they're taking their frustration out on the worker there. They're having a hard day and you're there next. And maybe you didn't get the tree that you wanted or maybe it has all of its needles falling off and you're upset too. So instead we can choose to, rather than react with anger, respond with the love of God. Maybe that anyone is gonna be someone that we're driving next to on the highway when we're going wherever we're going for the holidays and you've been on the road for five or something hours and you're frustrated and that person cut you off and you're ready. You got the horn ready and a certain finger ready to go, but you don't wanna do that because that could be anyone that we wanna share God's love with. That anyone could be the, uh, the waiter at the restaurant that's on their last rope we can share God's love with everyone, meaning that we don't need to hold it back from people. There's no checklist for people to go through. Our job as members of the family of God and as disciples of Jesus is to point them to the source and say, there he is. 
Let me tell you about them. We got nothing but good news to share. So if we feel any sort of anxiety when we're talking about sharing the love of Christ, know that that doesn't come from God. Because you got nothing but good news to share. This is good news. It is new news. It is not old news. Do not make good news into bad news. A little tongue twister there, but here's what I'm getting at. There's somebody here today. There's somebody that you're going to see in the next couple weeks where they could really use some new good news. That they are created by love, to be loved and to share the love of our Heavenly Father. Every time that we worship together, we take a moment to recognize this love that came down for us, that God sent his son Jesus so that we can exist fully in this love that he has for us. And we do that through the act of communion. It says that on the, the night that Jesus was betrayed, he took bread. He gave thanks and he broke it. And he said, this is my body, which is for you. This is the gift that is for you. Today in the town of David, a savior has been born. Do this in remembrance of me. The same way he took the cup. He said, this is my new covenant. This is my promise to you in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. To the king. Christmas means joy, peace, and love for us. And if this is the Christmas season and you're kind of stuck going through the motions or not really feeling that, you need prayer in any way, encouragement in any way, I'll be down here up front. Will's over here as well. Tammy on this side of me. We'd love to pray with you. If you like that or come see us after service. If today is the day where you are hearing this and you want to experience this love that you were created by and acknowledge it and say, I want to be a disciple of Jesus Christ, you want to accept him as your savior and know eternal salvation through our heavenly father. Love to, to pray with you through that, to talk to you through that, and then set up a time to be baptized into the family of God. I encourage you that if you have any questions about one church about how to get involved, about baptism, about our rooted groups. Encourage you to stick around for Get Connected afterwards. Just find out what God might be saying to you in these next steps of your relationship with him. But would you stand with me as we close in prayer? Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your love that you have for us. Lord, we are thankful that we have been created by love to receive love and then to share that love freely. God, we ask for guidance and clarity as we go out this next week and throughout the holiday season, as we go out as the light of the world, a city on a hill cannot be hidden and share that love freely as it has been freely given to us. It is in your name we pray, amen.
God, we thank you for who you are, God. We thank you that you love us. We thank you that you love those around us, God. Help us to love others the way that you do this week. It's in your name that we pray.